And it's Mile High Magazine. We're glad you're here. Happy Sunday. It's Murphy Houston. Hope you're uh, behaving yourself when it comes to the COVID. You're wearing your mask, even if you've had your shots. And we hope you've had your shots. And stay separated and just be careful out there. Today we're talking, and I'm pretty excited about this because I've never heard about this, the Rocky Mountain Wildlife Rehab. And Desiree Dennis, who's the lead wildlife rehabilitator. Did I get that right, Desiree? Yes. Well, we're glad to have you on Mile High Magazine and uh, the Rocky it's Rocky Mountain Wildlife Rehab or is it the Rehab Center? Do I have that right? It's Rocky Mountain Wild Heart actually. Okay, Wild Oh, I got that. I don't even have my notes aren't even right for whatever I said. But we have it right now. So Desiree, talk about your organization. What have you been doing? How long have you been around and what you do? So we've only been open since about the end of 2019, and we focus on rehabilitating small mammals, mostly squirrels. We're also PACVA licensed um, for exotics like sugar gliders and ferrets. Wow. So really, that situation with squirrels is so big here in Colorado that you have to open up a facility like what you've done to rehabilitate them? Yes. We actually ended up rehabbing over 200 squirrels last year, and we already have about almost 30 bottle babies in already this year, and we're still overwintering babies from last year. So what's the situation with the squirrels? So a lot of times, um, actually a lot of times people find them because they're knocked out of their nest due to high winds, or people cut down their trees because they want a tree out of their yard. Um, And a lot of times if they're unable to reunite them with mom, they need a place to take them in, and so we just raise them. And then once they're old enough, we release them back into the wild. Oh, interesting. So that's quite a process then. You you get a baby squirrel, and what happens next? So the first thing that you do is you want to know to never feed or water um, orphaned wildlife. Appropriate tools and formula for wildlife can't be found in pet stores, so it's extremely um, important to just make sure to get them warm. So you also want to make sure first if the baby needs help or if it needs to be reunited. So like I was talking about earlier, high winds will knock babies out of their nest. Their moms are really great at taking care of their babies, and they do want them back. So as long as the baby is not injured, bleeding, emaciated, or has bugs crawling on them, you can try to attempt to reunite with mom. So the first thing that you need to do is get the baby warm. They can't um, maintain their own body temperature, so you're going to need like a rice sock that's warmed or a heating pad set on low. You should always make sure that fleece is between the baby and the heat source so that they don't get burned. So this... You're going to want to play... Go ahead. Then you're going to want to play some baby squirrel calls, and that should usually lure mom in to get the baby. You're going to want to be at a distance so you don't scare her away, um, and you're only going to want to do this during the day because mom won't pick up babies at night. So this is something you can actually do yourself, or do they need to reach out to you for help? So both. There's a lot of ways that you can look up online about reuniting, and you can also just reach out to a wildlife center. We're also always happy to talk people through reuniting because we want to get them back to mom. That's always the best chance. She's way better at raising babies than we are, even though we're trained. So we always want to give her a chance to take her babies back first. So is it this time of year or is it springtime when that action happens mainly? Or can it happen now with all the snow we've had? Maybe the babies are getting knocked out of their home. So it actually starts from February all the way on until October. Wow. Um, our first babies came in the first week of October, and we're still getting calls on babies. And we will through the rest of the year. Well, how do people reach out to you? Yes, all the time. Yeah, well, what they call the number that I called you? Is there a specific number they need to have? Is there a website? 
Yes, so we do have a website. We also have a Facebook page. So our Facebook page is www.facebook forward slash Rocky Mountain Wildheart. We also have a website, www.rockymountainwildheart.org. Um, our main phone number is, of course, 719-460-6455. We do respond fastest if folks leave a voicemail or a text message. And basically you deal with squirrels, not other wild type animals you'd find in Colorado? We are licensed for all small mammals. So we also take in like wild rats, wild mice. Um, We are unfortunately unable to take in bunnies at this time. We are working towards getting licensed for other mammals and other um, species. We are, of course, able to direct folks to the appropriate resources and other licensed rehabbers for species that they find. Well, that seems like a lot of work, and I know there's probably a lot of help people need because you find animals all the time. I mean, I live in a suburb of Denver, and we find squirrels and other type mammals in our yard. You go, what do we do next? And we usually we just call, like, the Arapahoe County Wildlife people, and they help you out. Raccoons in the fireplace, babies up the – I mean, it's you need a place to go for help. You sound like the guys. Oh, yeah, and then you can also use – there's this app called the Animal Help Now app, and if you type in your zip code – That'll locate the nearest wildlife rehabber for the species you have, and they'll give you their contact info and everything. Um, So a lot of times we will pop up on that app, um, but if you're far up north and you have something like a bird, another organization may pop up that might um, better help you. Oh, good. So it's pretty easy to find that extra help you might need, huh? Yeah, that's a wonderful app. And then the state is currently updating their list. Once it's updated, they'll have a list of all the licensed rehabbers across the state. I'm kind of curious about exotic pets. Do you do any dealings with that or help people figure out, well, listen, I've had this snake or whatever for a long time. What do I do now? I don't want it anymore. Yes. So we do focus on on providing sanctuary for small exotic mammals like sugar gliders, ferrets, and chinchillas. Um, We do have a couple other species here, but we're trying to just focus on the small mammals. We are the only Paxville licensed sanctuary for sugar gliders in all of Colorado, and we actually get called on them quite frequently. Um, A lot of people, like you said, they get them, and then they realize, oh, this is a lot of work. Sugar gliders actually live 15 to 20 years, um, and a lot of people end up getting rid of them at about six months. Let me ask you, what is a sugar glider? So they're a small marsupial, and they're actually native to um, Australia and Papua New Guinea. Um, And they're just a really small, they're about, they can just fit in your hand. Um, They make various little noises. They can bark, they can crab, um, and they do best in little colonies. Well, how big do they get, like a squirrel size or bigger? No, they just stay um, about this, um, they can fit in the size of your hand. They're smaller than a squirrel. Well... And you said, how long do they live? 15 to 20 years with good care. Well, I suppose after a while you might get tired of that. And then they call you and you help them. Yes. Well, a sugar glider. I've never heard of a sugar glider. And I'm a lot older than you are, Desiree. I'll tell you that. You think I would have heard about a sugar glider. Yeah, we have over 30 here. 30 sugar (laughs) gliders. Yes, that we provide permanent sanctuary for. Well, that or can people call you and say, listen, I like sugar gliders. Can I pick up a couple? We do adopt out some sugar gliders um, that haven't been rehomed a ton, but we do have a very long adoption process. Well, you want to make sure they're going to a proper home, I would imagine. Definitely. We're talking with Desiree Dennis, who's the lead wildlife rehab person at the Rocky Mountain Wild Heart. It's only been around a couple of years. 
And it sounds like you've gotten pretty busy in that short amount of time, right, Desiree? Oh, yes, very busy. So how do you maintain money? Do, do It's a nonprofit, obviously. Does the state help you, or do people donate money? How does that work? So, yes, we are a 501c3 nonprofit. Unfortunately, the state does not pay any wildlife rehabbers to rehab wildlife. Um, there are state grants available. So all costs that we have to pay for come directly out of our rehabbers' personal pockets from grants or from generous donations from our community. Well, how do they get in touch with you? You must have a website. Yes. As I mentioned earlier, our website is www.rockymountainwildheart.org, and there's a link in there that talks to you about how you can donate. And do you do this by yourself? Do you have help, or are you just a one-man show? I do have help. My mother is also licensed for rehab, so she's here every day helping take care of the animals. Um, and we do have a couple of very dedicated volunteers. Well, what other kind of animals would need that kind of rehab? I understand you are becoming more busy with other type animals besides squirrels and sugar gliders. What else would you be able to take in or what other kind of animals need that kind of help? We're really trying to get licensed for other animals like medium mammals. So that would be raccoons and rabies vectors. Um, We do offer a wildlife response team for them in Colorado Springs. Um, So if folks are afraid to handle them because they can carry rabies, we'll go pick them up and take them to a rehabber that is licensed for them. Um, It's a really big need for the rabies vectors um, to have more rehabbers. So that's what we're trying to lean towards. Um, And we're trying to support the rehabbers that are licensed for the medium mammals by helping get wildlife to them. Do you uh, get any help from the local zoos or help the zoos at all? Um, we would be more than happy to help the zoos if we got any calls. I do believe that they do support us. I, um, I believe that um, they're, I can't remember her name right now, um, but we haven't really gotten many calls about wildlife from the zoos, um, actually. Well, the, the biggest. But we would be more yeah. happy to. <laughs> I would, yeah, I would think that you'd be the kind of person they might need to. Of course, they have a lot of animal type people right on their staff, I'm sure, that deal with a lot of different things. I bet they probably get people calling up about animals like squirrels they found in their yard that need help. And maybe they refer yeah. them to you and you don't even know it. Yeah, that's definitely possible. <laughs> Our local Humane Society refers folks to us all the time. What about raccoons? Yeah, first time ever I've lived in my house up here in Denver. I, I don't know, 30-some years, and this last year we got raccoons down our chimney by our fireplace. And Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, and there's a guy that works uh, with uh, Arapahoe County up here. We called him, and he just said, well, if you don't mind the noise, let them stay there. That mom will raise them. Uh, they're protected in the fireplace, and they just move on by themselves. And I thought, that can't be true, but by gosh, they did. I never knew that before. And it was quite so wonderful. It was quite an adventure because we, my wife and I'd be there at night, and the dog would be looking in the fireplace. What's that noise? And it'd be the babies because the mom was feeding the babies at night, and then the mom could protect the babies from um, maybe a male coming down the fireplace to attack the babies for whatever reason. And it worked out very well. It was kind of an interesting adventure. But you don't have to deal with any of those at the Rocky Mountain Wild Heart. Not yet. <laughs> Well, it was kind of a crazy time. So what other advice can you give to people that if they can't reach out to you, is there, since you seem like you're the only people in the state that deal with these kind of situations, is there anybody else they can reach out to? 
So, yeah, actually, there is a center that's much larger than us. They're the largest wildlife center across the Front Range, and that would be Greenwood Wildlife Rehab. They have a lot of resources. They rehab more species than us, um, and they they have connections across the state, so they would be able to get folks in contact with the rehabber closest to them. Um, They do refer a lot of folks to us, um, and a lot of times we refer folks to them if they're up north, too. Um, They take passerines, waterfowl, um, and the medium mammals, so the raccoons. And where are they located? They're located up in Longmont. Oh, that's pretty close, too, I guess. Well, it's nice to have you people out there working away. How can people help you out? I know you might need some public support. You need volunteers. You need, besides money, people giving you money, what else can they do to help you? So definitely just spread the word and go on and like our Facebook page. We have a lot of tips about how to coexist with wildlife, what to do if you find baby wildlife. There's always different things to do when you find different species of wildlife. You know, when you find a baby squirrel, it's going to be different than when you find a baby deer. We try to cover all those different topics on our Facebook page and just sharing that information, getting the words out, letting people know there is a resource, there's people to call. We're here to help. We're not um, worried about people calling us. I'm here on the phone all the time, so if people want to call me, I don't mind answering the phone after hours. It doesn't bother me at all. Well, you are on top of it. (laughs) We try to be. Well, thank goodness you're out there doing that part to help, because people, you know, in Colorado, I suppose at most states, but really in Colorado, people do care about the wildlife here, don't they? They do. They really do. Well, if you want to get a hold of Desiree Danis, her number is 719-460-6455. Now you probably get a lot of calls now that I've thrown the number out there, right, Desiree? <laughs> probably. <laughs> That's a good thing, though. Well, it is. Well, you're doing a good thing, and we appreciate your time here on Mile High Magazine. And please keep up the good work. Thank you so much. Well, thank you as well. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you have a great weekend. It's Murphy Houston here, and we'll talk to you uh, next Sunday on Mile High Magazine.